0: Hi guys, it's Emmett. So I've been thinking recently about what to do in this circumstance if you have been relying on your craft to make a living and now that's drying up. because Either because you're not sure when you're going to be able to go to a market to sell or because people are just unwilling to spend that discretionary spending on stuff and you feel like... Uh, you feel like there's support for your work is drying up. I've been seeing a lot of posts um, online about people basically sur- arguing or pleading to support artists in this time of need because they need they need the money and they rely on very little. Uh, you know they rarely have savings that sort of thing, and I think those are a mistake. Um, I think they're a mistake because essentially you're spending your political capital asking people to for a pity buy in this moment when you might need your political capital, meaning people's willingness to tune in to what you have to say, more than ever in the future. And asking people to buy your work now is maybe too short-sighted for my taste. Um, So I thought I'd do this episode describing what I would do if I were in a situation of feeling like the pandemic had wiped out my ability to earn an income. A lot of this is drawn from our own experience in the Great Recession twelve years ago first thing I would do is I'd pull in my horns I'd figure out what are all the ways that I can stop spending money and to some extent the fact that you're might be isolated in your house uh, has uh, allowed you to do so already right you've probably already spent some money on food and stuff but you're not going out to eat you're not doing all those frivolous things that quite frankly cost a lot of money so that's Step number one, but there's also a lot of other expenses that you could eliminate either now or when the businesses sort of are up and running enough to allow you you know we at one point we even went so far as to reorganize our phone plan because it would save us fifteen bucks a month, and that was fifteen bucks we didn't have, so that was important and you know we figured out that if we bought an answering machine for thirty bucks and didn't have call waiting oh, not um, voicemail on our phone, then that would save us $15 a month. And after two months, it would have paid for itself. That's the sort of detail that I'm talking about when I say pulling your horns. The biggest thing for many of us when it comes to pulling in your horns is your rent or your mortgage. And so being open to either sharing your place with somebody who needs it, uh, maybe because they need to pull in their horns too, or going and living with someone else and giving up your place, uh, is probably the biggest move that any of us can make to change that arithmetic quickly. Um, and then to some extent, there are, uh, other expenses that just can be more malleable, right? Where you can uh, choose to eat a little bit differently. You can choose to buy your clothes a little bit differently. Trust me, we've done them all, from getting most of our clothes at Salvation Army to eating mostly rice and beans. Um, All of these are options. And so step one is pulling in your horns. Um, And to a large extent, many of you are already doing that, but it's just worth reminding you that that's always got to be the first thing. And then, you know, I, I see this moment, obviously it's a moment of struggle, but it's also a moment of opportunity to try new stuff. And sometimes the stuff that you might think to try isn't going to be the fulfilling, joyous crafting that you've been doing. But it's going to help pay the bills. So I think you need to be creative about what are the opportunities existing right now in this environment and what can you bring, what resources could you bring to bear to both take advantage of the environment as it is, but not advantage in a bad way. Because I think the other part of that is to think about how you can contribute to the solutions that are going to be needed. Right, so like what in just a very quick brainstorm, one thought I had was if you're young and healthy and don't have to protect someone by self isolating with them at home and you have a car, perhaps you could start a business going and running errands for elderly neighbors. Now, if you have the resources to just do this for free, I think that's great too, but I don't think there's anything wrong with saying, Look, I need to earn some money you know, I'm starting this business and, and probably the clever thing to do would be to do it for free and then decide if it seemed like a reasonable thing where you could then go to them after you run a couple, you know, grocery errands for them and, and say, look, you know, I just want to let you know, uh, I'm, I'm starting a delivery service for this since this seems like it's going to be a long-term thing. If you'd be interested in that, please let me know. Um, I'd be happy to run errands for you, and here's my hourly rate, or whatever, and then all of the things I've talked about, about price point as a tool to get people in the door, et cetera, et cetera, that all comes into play, so you could shoot yourself in the foot right off the bat by quoting some ridiculous price that's, you know, what you wished you were earning, but you could also get a business going by earning a little something, doesn't have to be, doesn't have to be huge, remember, you need those first customers to give your business momentum, they're more valuable to you than just the money in your pocket. Um, so that's one idea I had. Right? Another, another idea I had was um, I have a friend who reached out on Instagram and said to everybody in his stories, "You know, look, I'm a I'm a teacher. I speak English and Spanish. If you're struggling with homeschooling your kids, uh, I'd be happy to help for free uh, help you think about." Um, lesson plans and how to, you know, choose appropriate things for them, how to make sense of what your teachers told you, all that. And I reached out and I said, dude, this could be a real business. Like you could, you could, you could make a real business out of this if you wanted to, right? Like here's the opportunity. You help people out for free for a little bit. And then you say, Hey, actually I'm starting this thing, right? So you use this opportunity of doing good, both to build a customer base and goodwill, and experience at the same time, and then you can start leveraging that, sometimes quickly, sometimes less quickly, into something that makes you money. And maybe it's not the craft that you always dream that you're doing, but there are ways that you can be helpful in this scenario, helpful to people, generous with what you have to offer. Okay, I'll be in in a second! Yes, please! Where you can be helpful to other people, generous in this moment, and also recognizing the real needs that people have and meeting them with a business. um, Where you can leverage what you know, what you are able to do, what you are able to contribute, and come up with a way to make people's lives better. And that's a better use of your political capital than asking people to buy your work simply because you need the money. Thanks for listening. Talk tomorrow.